My name is Sarah Inglis, and I'm a certified integrative health coach. I help people thrive in their bodies and reclaim the health they've always wanted. Each week, I interview people who have a passion for health. You'll hear from health experts, farmers, herbalists, doctors, chefs, and many more. My hope is that they'll inspire us all to tune into our gut and notice how lifestyle and food impact us. Dr. Natalia Gwynn is a licensed naturopathic doctor and safe skin leader who enjoys healing skin from within, increasing client self-confidence and magnifying whole person health outcomes. Deep Living Skin Care is her vegan, organic, ethically sourced line that is founded on the belief that skin care should not only be healing, it should be safe and supportive for the body and for the earth. Dr. Natalia Gwynn is often referred to as a healing artist. She blends the art of skin health with the creative arts, empowering women and families to dive deeply into love for themselves and for their amazing bodies. Well, hello, Dr. Nataya. It's such a pleasure to meet you. (laughs) Oh, it's such a pleasure to meet you, too. I have so many questions for you. Um, We'll be able to just scratch the surface right now. But the first question I have for you is, um, how did you help your daughter heal from eczema? I'm also really curious how old she was when you first started to help her, too. Wonderful. Sarah, you just asked me one of my favorite questions because I absolutely love talking about my children and I love talking about when natural medicine works so well. And the reason that I created a healing salve for my daughter was because I bought everything I could online. I bought everything at Babies R Us. I bought everything that was four or five stars for eczema. And at the time I was in medical school, I was learning all about conventional and natural treatments for eczema. I was trying everything on my daughter and nothing was working. Some of it was even making it worse. And she was so young. She was about six weeks old. Oh, wow. Yes. And I had, again, been learning about these skin conditions, but I had never seen eczema in my family. We've seen other skin conditions. We're all surfers. We've dealt with a lot of pre-skin cancer. We all have moles and freckles. We've had acne around hormones. I've, I've learned a lot about skin conditions growing up, but I had not experienced eczema. And my daughter had it at six weeks old. And here I am, a medical student, you know, in naturopathic medical school, learning about natural ways to heal skin and heal the whole body. And my own baby started to get eczema along her low back, really bad behind the knees. I purchased everything I could for her and literally it got worse. What happened next was I was in bot med lab and I would stay late after class and I would put together organic herbs that I researched that I heard about could be good for skin. Things like chamomile, calendula, organic olive, almond, stinging nettles. And I started to put these together and I created something just to take home and try for her. And literally the next day, 
her eczema was reduced by 50%. And I was absolutely baffled. Why are there so many products on the market for eczema that don't work? Right. And I can, and I can put together a salve and bought med lab and it took care of 50% in one day. That's amazing. So, yeah. So that's how it started. It started out of necessity and I was lucky that I was in a field where I was learning about natural health. When you were learning, I'm sure you talked to your professors about, oh, I have this baby with eczema. What did they think the source, the root cause of it was, or that eluded them as well? <laughs> well, Sarah, you said the words right there, root cause. As a naturopathic doctor, I am always looking for the root cause. We don't just want to fix a problem. We want to figure out why that problem happened in the first place so that it doesn't keep coming back. With the root cause of eczema, I absolutely love talking with people about the root cause of eczema because so often we look at a rash like eczema and we go, how do I topically fix this? Okay, great. Topicals are wonderful. But that eczema didn't just show up out of nowhere. It came from the inside of the body. So what is the body trying to tell us? So a few areas that I look at, and yes, my teachers helped me with this. So did my mom, who's an acupuncturist and herbologist. But they said, okay, look at what could be going on. No one in our, our side of the family has had eczema before. So is there a genetic component on the other side of the family? Turns out one of my daughter's grandpa's on dad's side of the family also had severe eczema. Now, when you know there's a genetic component like that, it can be really helpful because if you can find out what that person's triggers were, it can help. So grandpa had a really hard time with dairy. Knowing that, we knew at the time, my daughter was six weeks old, I was breastfeeding, so the only food she was getting was coming from me. So what did I do? I took dairy out of my diet. And for her, that took care of most of the rest of it. That eczema that had been so severe between using a topical ointment that I created and removing berry from my diet, her eczema was almost completely cleared up, about 90%. You'd have to actually feel to see that the skin wasn't completely even. You couldn't even see the rash anymore just by eliminating dairy. But what I remind people is that's, that's our story. But for different people, there's different triggers. It might be gluten. It might be dairy. It might not be a food sensitivity. It might be a completely different root cause. And so that's where having support from wonderful health coaches, from functional medicine doctors, is really important because parents spin their wheels trying to figure out where these rashes and, and outward expressions of uh, the body being out of alignment where they're coming from. And they're often from the GI tract, from the gut, and they're often food sensitivities. But there are other aspects that affect the gut that could be different than a genetic predisposition and then a food sensitivity, such as overuse of antibiotics. Our poor kids get pumped full of antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and sometimes we absolutely need them, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I love conventional medicine when, when we need it. But when babies are given antibiotics 
or moms are given antibiotics right when their baby's about to be born, it can wipe out the good bacteria in their GI tract. And then what happens there? They're more prone to bad bacteria taking over. They're more prone to their IgA, a very important immune complex in the GI tract, uh, either going away, <laughs> and we need some of it, or going way too high and causing a lot of inflammation. So these are some of the questions that we need to ask ourselves when we're trying to heal our child's skin condition or our own skin condition. Yeah, that's so interesting that you mention antibiotics because that's actually how I got into integrative health or being so passionate and learning as much as I possibly could because one of my children, when she was a baby, had chronic inflammation and ear infections. And so when the doctor asked me the third or fourth time what kind of antibiotic I wanted to use, and I said, you know, the, I don't think this is working. And I'm going to take her to a homeopathic MD. And to the pediatrician's credit, he said, fine, let me know how it goes, which was unique back then, I have to say. So, so I had the privilege of working with a homeopathic MD who really educated me on using a variety of homeopathic remedies in this case. But of also becoming as a parent, especially acutely aware of, of how the skin rashes, which happen to children a lot, is, is telling you something that's going on inside of the body. And let's try to get to the root cause of that. And especially now, having a bigger awareness, well, the skin is our largest organ, right? I mean, that... It really does send us messages. It's more than just looking good. <laughs> you know, we focus a lot of our attention on that. But And how for a lot of kids, uh, well, some of my children too, that they had acne that was related to a dairy, like with your daughter's eczema. So, and that's related to the gut. So what are some of the lifestyle changes that you tend to recommend to your patients to help them improve their skin? Yes. So lifestyle medicine is the most important medicine, in, in my opinion. The foundations of health are crucial to either maintaining health and maintaining a happy, healthy skin barrier. And also the foundations of health can be really important in unwinding skin damage. So, for example, in our current society, we run and run and run, we go and go, and we tend to think that's normal. And our poor body just feels a whole lot of stress. Um, you mentioned this, the fight or flight. And what that means for our body is our body is either saying, okay, I'm in parasympathetic mode and it's time to rest and digest. And that's where our gut is healing. That's where our body is making immune complexes and building collagen so that our skin can feel great and stay radiant. Or our body is going, uh-oh, we're stressed out. I feel like I'm running from a bear right now. So all I'm going to focus on is keeping my heart working and getting me going to whatever it is I'm running off to. And when that happens, our skin starts to break down because our body is not focused on building us up or healing. Our body is focused on just keeping us alive and going and, and running. 
And that's when our adrenaline spikes, our hormones spike, and that's when we see hair loss and we see premature aging. So really taking the time to go, do I have a balance between the moments in my life when I am going and going and when I am taking a break? And I think many of us think we have to take an hour-long yoga class or we have to go off to a retreat in India to get that kind of self-care time for us. And I like to remind people that sometimes it can be taking one minute to change how you're breathing. I can do that right now. I can say, okay, I feel I'm very happy. So I'm taking deep breaths, but they're kind of up in my throat a little bit because I'm talking a lot. Can I take a moment to just deep inhale, exhale, feel my feet on the ground, feel connected to the earth. And then I begin the next task. That took 20 seconds, and I already feel calmer. My body sees that as I'm happy, I'm supported. So now I can build collagen and tighten pores, and I can send healthy immune complexes around my body to make my hair thicker and to help me feel good. It can take as little as 20 seconds to just breathe differently. And your body goes, okay, we're happy. We're in resting, healing mode. Other areas of lifestyle uh, that we need to make sure and remember, along with just balancing those moments of stress and relaxation, is to prioritize our sleep. We forget about sleep a lot, and yet that is the most important time for our skin to heal and rejuvenate. So, If you're going to bed late or you've been on screens all night or you're waking up throughout the night or you're waking unrefreshed, it's really important to look into that. We skip caring about our sleep altogether. I see so many patients come in for their different concerns and they hardly ever talk about their sleep and it could be awful sleep and they have no idea that that has anything to do with why they're not feeling good or why their face seems to be dropping all of a sudden, or why they're getting spots all over their skin when they feel like they're too young for that. And you go, well, when does your body get to restore? Mm. Your skin can't restore if you don't rest. So prioritizing really good sleep is huge. And then our favorite area, the gut. (laughs) If your GI system is not absorbing well, and you're not having regular bowel movements, your body is getting more and more toxic. And what is our organ that excretes toxins? Our skin. So we really need to make sure that we take time to not just eat the foods that keep our stomach healthy and happy. We need to make sure that we're taking the time to have some time alone to be able to go to the restroom daily. It's not normal to go to the bathroom once a week. And on the flip side, you know, IBS is a huge problem, especially mixed IBS. So many people alternate between constipation and diarrhea. And we have to talk about that. If that's happening, you're not absorbing all of those wonderful nutrients that you're eating when you decide to have a really great diet. A major focus on your GI system and the regulation of it. Is it healthy on a day-to-day basis? Are you going to the bathroom and having healthy stools every day? If not, that's something to go see your health coach or your functional medicine doctor about because fixing that alone can help 
every single health issue you have, including your skin, which is trying to detox for you. (laughs) Do you feel overwhelmed with the thought of transforming your health? If the idea of creating a balanced diet, managing stress, and forming new sleep patterns stresses you out, don't worry, I am here to help. As an experienced integrative health coach, I can help you develop signature health strategies that work for your lifestyles and goals. After working with me, my clients have lost weight, improved their sleep, and reversed lifestyle diseases. I'm offering three free strategy sessions before the end of the month. Click the link in the description of this podcast to book yours today. That is so true. And I mean, I use the Bristol stool chart with my clients and um, it is so informative (laughs) And, and it's also inspirational, I find, for a lot of people like, oh, okay, so what can I do to change this? You know, what other changes besides drinking water, for example? Can I, do I have the power, speaking of empowering people, Mm -hmm. right, to do to to improve this? And sometimes, of course, it can be a massive change, like changing their job. (laughs) I find, right? (laughs) that I don't have time to go to the bathroom when I'm at work. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yes, sometimes a, a job ectomy is, is crucial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a job ectomy. I love that. <laughs> um, why did you develop your own line of skincare products to yeah. help us look radiant and healthy? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I developed Deep Living Skincare on accident. It's started really when I was in medical school and I created that eczema cream for my daughter and bought med lab and it worked better than everything I bought. So it was for my own child. And then I started to share with people her results and then the clinic asked to carry it. So I made batches of it for the clinic and then word got out that it was helping people. And then I graduated from school and I could no longer use the herbs in the kitchen in the clinic. And there was this need and this reach out from people all over the country and actually all over the world asking me for myself. And at that time, I was like, well, I'm a new doctor. I work in clinic all the time. And I no longer have access to my teaching kitchen at medical school to make these small batches. I decided to look at where I could get the highest quality herbs. Because it's not just a matter of, is it organic or not? Is it, is it grown in an organic soil? Does it have lots of tannins? You want the highest quality um, herbs. And I found those in Greece. So in most Greece. of, yes, most of our herbs come from Greece and our coconuts come from Costa Rica and they're all ethically sourced and they're organic. And we only use vegan products. So the skincare line grew from people actually reaching out asking for the healing salve that helps my daughter's eczema. And from there, I created a face cream and then a body oil. Those three products, I find that whole families use and share. And that's one of my favorite aspects of it. So I don't just create products that I know you're going to absorb and your body's going to be happy you did. There's nothing toxic in them. There's only good things. But they're also simple. My line is small. And I do that on purpose 
because it's so great to see mom, dad, kids, everybody using the same face cream because it's supportive and nourishing and they don't need to buy all these different marketing things. You know, the kid doesn't have to have a bottle that's bright neon colors and dad has a bottle that's black and basically this stuff inside is the same. (laughs) Again, that goes back to empowering people. I don't want people to spend a bunch of money on things they don't need, you know, and I don't put preservatives in any of my products. So their shelf life is only a year. That means I make less money as a business owner, but I don't care because I want to know that people are getting the highest quality skincare. And so if that means it's going to last a year instead of 20 years, and so it's going to have a shorter shelf life in a store. I'm okay with that because the most important thing is that it's great for the families using it. I will say I'd like to create a sunscreen in the future. You've talked, you've heard me talk a lot about the importance of protecting our skin. And so that might be one of the um, next products that Deep Living comes out with. But for now, I share a couple of companies that I really love what they're doing and I'm happy to support other ethical companies. I always talk about other skincare companies on my social media. So for for me, it's not a competition. It's about empowering people and creating a healthier world. And um, I'm a big stickler for really working on having transparency around what is put in our products. They're, you know, in Europe, they ban 1,700 ingredients that we still use in the United States. (laughs) Shocking. That's a little bit alarming. (laughs) Yes. So I really like to bring light to that. And um, and, uh, I I work with the Environmental Working Group and and donate to them um, from our product line so that people in research can continue to find out what is safe for us to use, what's not, and then get that out to the public because it's shocking how many products, skincare products, but also food products, mm-hmm. we still utilize that we know can cause illness if not cause cancer. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's I want people to look and feel amazing, but what's even more important to me is that they're empowered and they know that their skincare cannot hurt them. Their skincare is good for them. And I, I think it's so important that people have that um, comfort. Right. Comfort and, and know how to get it. So they'll be able to yeah. find out how to get it. No, seriously, because it's, it's when you go online and, and are searching for things that can be quite a intense search. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. That's a great point. And especially now with the social media age, my, my daughter comes to me all the time telling me what she's learned on TikTok and she thinks it's a fact because a doctor on TikTok said it or, or a social media influencer said it. And I'm like, honey, people can say whatever they want and they're trying to build their numbers and it's marketing. So it's really important to look past that and, um, and, get, and get to the, to the truth. That's what we're doing at, at Deep Living. And, and that's why it has the, the name that it does. I really want people to dive deep into their health and into their choices and live a deep, healthy life. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love that you're empowering people with knowledge and also that it's more knowledge is power and helps you to create a healthy body and life. So. Yeah. 
You know, at the beginning of this podcast, you asked me about uh, about healing eczema, and that is uh, one downloadable guide that I have on our Deep Living Skincare page. is a is a guide for what to look at if you or a child any age has eczema. Kind of a here's where you start. Here's what you look at, and here's what you ask your health coach or functional medicine doctor, so that you can get to the root cause. So that's something that people can can download on the page, and it's just deeplivingskincare.com. Oh, that's wonderful! That's great information. Thank you so much for sharing that. So you were just talking about how healing from the inside out and the importance um, of the kidney and the kidneys and the liver in the digestive process and our GI tract and yes so the liver and the kidneys are important detox organs that work in conjunction with the gut so we want to remember to include those when we are looking at where either a skin issue is coming from or if we just want to avoid skin issues altogether so we can talk about how we support the GI tract to be optimal so that there isn't anything to excrete in the skin that's uncomfortable, such as acne or detoxing into rashes and things like that, or premature aging and, and um, you know, issues like that, rosacea. We don't need those if our internal organs are happy. Um, so I like to look at, first of all, when I work with a, a new patient or client, are we preventatively just making sure that their gut is happy and so they can have lifelong great skin, wonderful. That's a very fun place to start because if that's the case, then we support the GI system with good bacteria, good vitamins, clean food. We avoid artificial colors. We avoid um, antibiotics as much as we possibly can if there's an alternate option. And we keep the GI system healthy and happy. If we start to see that someone gets congested or gets um, a bloated stomach when they eat certain ways, we look into those food sensitivities before it becomes a big, bad problem. So that's my favorite place to start with the GI system. Now, a lot of times people come to me when there's already a skin concern. Terrible acne, for example. You mentioned you see that in your clients often and you know with acne there's often a hormonal component we see it pop up when we're teenagers and teenagers so it is important to look at hormones but that's where these organs organs all need to be looked at together again right our our adrenal glands are very intricately connected to our GI system so if we are deficient in vitamin D, for example, we might not make the proper amount of estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and that can cause acne that really doesn't have to be there. If our GI tract can't absorb our vitamins properly, let's say you are getting enough vitamin D, you're getting your omegas, you eat really well, but you have an injured GI lining from issues in the past, you may be taking all the vitamins in the world and eating all the healthy salads, but if your body isn't absorbing those nutrients, 
well, then our hormones can't build correctly. And that, again, can lead to premature or an eruption of acne that, that didn't need to be there if our hormones were created in a way that is more balanced. And this is getting very technical, but the precursor to our hormones is the same precursor for cholesterol. Where's cholesterol made? The liver. <laughs> so if we keep these organs clean, then we have a much better chance of not seeing skin issues. I see quite a few clients who do have disruptions with their gut intestinal lining or and they're not absorbing the right vitamins, but and they're eating healthy foods, or they may be eating the right foods, but because of their lifestyle, they're also not absorbing, because their body is in a chronic state of fight or flight, they're also not absorbing the nutrients that are filled in the fresh, healthy foods that they're eating. So how, how do you address that as well, lifestyle tweaks or changes yes. or in addition to the diet? Yes, Sarah, you said it again. We end up in fight or flight so much of the time. And I think this day and age, we've, we kind of assume that's normal. And it's not for our body. It is not normal for our body. Our body just knows if we're trying to run from a bear or we're resting and digesting. Our body can't differentiate the stresses in our lives. Right. And so I love to look at lifestyle medicine. And for me, that's looking at the foundations of health. If we can balance the foundations of health, then dis-ease or illness doesn't need to occur. I often have people come to me for their migraines or their eczema or this thing that's really bothering them. And they want me to give them something to fix it. Oftentimes, we go back to the foundations of health. How is your sleep? Do you sleep well? Do you sleep through the night? Do you wake up refreshed? Or are you on screens till the moment you go to bed and you're waking up three times to pee and you've had alcohol at night and now you're waking up at 3 a.m. because of that? Sleep is such an important foundation of health. And then probably one of your favorite topics, digestion. <laughs> super important foundation of health. If we are not going to the restroom regularly, our body is just turning over toxins. I always talk with people about how often they go to the restroom, what the consistency of it is. Trust me, if I talk to kids about this, I try to make it fun <laughs> so they don't well, end up in tears. <laughs> well, a certain age loves to talk about it. <laughs> yes, yes. Got to make poop talk fun, otherwise people are just in complete shock. Um, but it is very important that we go to the restroom daily. I have people who think it's completely normal to have a bowel movement once every week or two. Just imagine the toxins building up in your body and the inability of your GI tract, this, this poor little single layer of, of cells trying to let what's good in and what's bad not come in. How can your GI system do that when it's just filled with toxic food that's staying there for days to, to weeks at a time? So regular bowel movements, 
and healthy urination as well. So important. So I always talk to people about that. And on the flip side, you don't want the other issues with uh, bowel movements where you have IBS, either mixed or diarrhea. If people are getting diarrhea on a regular basis, they're not absorbing their nutrients. So as you said, you could be eating all, you could be eating impeccably and juicing every day, but if you're if you don't have regulation that is healthy and consistent, you can bet that your body isn't getting what it needs. And it will also make you tired and give you headaches and all kinds of other things. The other foundations of health, community, relationships, so important. And then movement. You'll hear me talk about yoga and running and surfing a lot. These are so important for our mental health, but also for our physical health. I know that I get less headaches and my GI system works better if I jog a few times a week. It also helps balance my hormones. I'll get less acne in the hormone regions if I am regularly exercising leading up to my menses. These are easy ways to keep us healthy, and yet we are so often so far past thinking about how to take care of ourselves in the day. We're already on to how do we take care of everybody else and how do I go do my four different jobs and that we forget that how we eat, how we sleep, how we move, how we digest are so crucial to everything else. That is so true. And I think being compassionate towards ourselves. I remember once doing an exercise where the uh, leader of the group said, okay, I want you to take off your sneaker and now I want you to put it on pretending that you're tying it up for one of your children or a child. Oh my gosh. And you realize, of course, you do it with such loving care that normally, you know, you're just cram- I'm just cramming my foot into my sneaker and tying it up. But I think to the point of, and going back to your daughter, you know, and of course you want to help heal her you know, it's not normal for her to have an outbreak of eczema. And remembering that we're all creative, childlike beings inside of ourselves and to take care of ourselves with that kind of love and respect for our bodies, which carry us through our day. Do you find this information helpful? Is there a certain topic you'd like us to cover? Leave us a comment and review about what you'd like to hear. I'm curious, do you, do you frequently prescribe a supplement for omega-3s because of the challenges of including them naturally with avocados and fish and nuts? and? Yes, Sarah. There are a few vitamins that are very challenging to get enough of in our diet, and that's and that's assuming that our GI tract absorbs well and our, our liver is clean and we're actually getting these nutrients right. to our system. And one of those is omegas. I don't rely on lab work, but I often think it can be very helpful. So some of the people I work with, we do labs. Others like to go just off of how they're feeling. But what I notice when I look at labs is about 80% of my clients are low in omega-3. And I do have a, a cascade panel. So you also see if they're high in any of the inflammatory type oils that cause like um, arachidonic acid. That comes from 
oils that are not good for you. And some people have that really high. So it's a, it's a balance of, okay, they maybe thought they were getting enough omegas, but then we look at their labs and their, their levels are quite low. And then we see this high arachidonic acid. So what do I usually find with people with numbers like that? They're eating a lot more red meat. They're eating a lot more processed meat. They're eating jelly meat that is in packages and has nitrates and sulfates in it. Their arachidonic acid, which is bad, is going through the roof, but their omega-3s, which actually reduce inflammation in the skin, in the GI lining, um, and help you build the, the, the optimal levels of hormones, that's actually low. Um, so yes, omegas are one of the vitamins that I will often prescribe because very few people, even with a really good diet, are able to get a level of omegas that can really help support their system. The others, there's two others. Vitamin D is one of those. I mentioned that I love the sun. You would think my vitamin D was nice and high, but if I don't supplement, it's not. Mm. So vitamin D from the sun has to go through the liver and the kidney to be processed. So again, that's where these are so connected to the gut. If you have any issues with your liver or your kidneys, you might be getting a lot less vitamin D than you think you are. Mm -hmm. The last one is B12. I am shocked how many people are low in B12. And that supplement, I spend a lot of time talking with people about because there are different versions of B12. And about a fourth of us are low on it just because of having a methylation snip in our genetics. You, we could do a whole podcast on MTHFR <laughs> genetic sense, but so many people need more B12. And when they find out, oh, I need more B12, they just run to the grocery store and get any kind of B12. Right. But the type that we absorb best is methyl B12. Older supplements from before this research came out often have cyanocobalamin or cyano B12. That has a molecule of cyanide on it. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you what that is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh. So, so it's a form of B12 that's not nearly as good for us and doesn't absorb as well. So what we want to get is methyl B12. And so I can't tell you how many people come to me and they go, I heard I need B12. I, I got it in this supplement at the store. And then I look at it and it's the wrong form. Mm. So those are my top supplements that I add for most people. Otherwise, if you can get it in your food, if we can heal your GI tract and it's working well and you're absorbing your nutrients from your food, I'm all for it. You know, naturopathic doctors get a bad rap for giving too many supplements out, yes. <laughs> like re replacing medication with supplements. Yes. And it's really important to me that I don't do that. So omegas, vitamin D, and B12 are the ones that are often hard to get, even if you're eating a really balanced diet. Otherwise, let's get, let's get those vitamins in through food. Let me just ask you a quick follow-up question because it is summertime about the vitamin D. So yes. to really take in vitamin D, I need to not be wearing maybe sunglasses and not have sunscreen on my skin, right? Is that accurate? Sarah, great question. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> many of us put our sunscreen on in the morning 
every single day. It's like in our, in our foundation or in our face cream. And then we go outside. If you always have sunscreen on your skin, when you go outside, you're not absorbing vitamin D or you're absorbing very little of it. It depends how thick and how much sunscreen you have on. So it's really important to get morning light. So not sun, not sunlight at 12 or one in the afternoon where you're going to end up fried after, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, 20 minutes, but get that 20 minutes at eight or nine in the morning when you're also out getting your jog or doing your yoga outside um, or eating outside. I really wish people would eat outside more often. Our, our gut would work a lot better if we stopped eating in front of television screens and phones. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> yes. So getting vitamin D from the sun needs to be without barriers and you can get it in the morning. It doesn't have to be the hottest time of the day. And I think those are two really important points. So I'm very glad you asked. I wear hats outside most of the day. I learned because I was in the sun my whole life. And even though I wore sunscreen, it came off immediately when I surfed. So now at 43 years old, I'm trying to reverse that sun damage. So middle of the day light, I always wear a hat and I try to cover my shoulders and my chest as well. But in the morning before it's too bright, soak up that sun. The vitamin D is fabulous for you. And the benefits of feeling the heat and the warmth are amazing as well. I love that. I'm wondering, you know, you, you mentioned that if you were to go back in your life, tell, tell yourself, uh, pay attention to this and, and <laughs> knew more or anything about the vagus nerve and listening to your gut that you would do that. Is there something else that you'd like to share that, that you wish if you were to go back 20 years and to tell yourself or you wish you'd done to promote health and well-being for yourself? Yes, Sarah, I love that you picked up on that because 100%, I'm one of those people that that really makes it a point not to have any regrets or do-overs, anything like that, right? My life, my, the story of my life makes me who I am today and will help me be a better version of myself tomorrow. But if I could just magic wand back 20 years, I probably would have helped invent really good sunscreen <laughs> because 20 years ago, I had a really hard time finding mineral-based sunscreen that wasn't toxic. And I might've invented hats that you can surf with that actually look cool. <laughs> Um, to to protect skin. Uh, So, so I I wish that I had started the career that I have now earlier. I I could have helped more people and protected more skin. So I would have loved to have done that. But as far as for myself, listening to my gut, oh, Sarah, I was so sensitive when I was a kid. I, I was so sensitive and I put everybody out in front of me. And it it helped me become who I am in some ways. I love helping other people see the beauty in themselves. I love them seeing what they're capable of. It is my greatest joy. But it also came out of being so afraid to be in the spotlight myself. I was so sensitive. And my gut was a mess all the time. 
because my poor vagus nerve thought everybody in the world was judging me and everything was wrong and I wasn't good enough for my parents and I wasn't pretty <laughs> enough for this and, and I wasn't smart enough. And, you know, I had so much of that when I was a kid and I, I wish that I could go back 20 years and give myself a big hug and say, listen to your body and know your worth. Yeah. And if I had learned those two things sooner, I could have been healthier sooner. I've had to learn to step into my power and honor myself later in life. And I want my girls to learn it as children. <laughs> I'm so happy that you shared that because, you know, to look at you, you would never guess that, you know, you're, you have vibrant skin, you're very articulate and passionate about an expert in your field. So it's wonderful, I think, for people who are listening to know that, you know, it doesn't just happen for any of us, I don't think, whatever. With that, and also the silver lining, without struggles or challenges, we don't grow. Um, Oh, thank you, Sarah. Well, you know, I mentioned that a friend of mine was the one that reminded me to, to talk to myself as if I was six years old. But her her name is uh, Tamiko, and she's a top model. She is the first African-American model for Maybelline and one of the most inspiring people I've ever met. And she needs to remember to talk to herself as if she was six years old all the time. And she is a top model. <laughs> so... We, I think we're, we're often way too hard on ourselves and we, and we need to take care of that six-year-old version of ourselves and give them some love and help them step into the spotlight. And we need to do that regularly. And when we feel really good about ourselves, we can make really good health choices. And I think that's the most important thing. I can tell somebody, take these supplements, fix your gut this way. Heal, protect your skin this way, do all of these things. But if they don't feel that they deserve to feel good, if they don't honor themselves and look forward to the next part of their lives, that's just a treatment sheet that's going to get ignored. Right? Mm-hmm. If, they, if they go, yeah, I want to feel great. Yeah, I deserve to wake up in the morning and feel awesome and walk out and glow when I say hi to people. If you can instill that confidence in someone, then they're gonna they're gonna have a much better time making the food adjustments, the supplement adjustments, the getting out of bed and going for a jog or a yoga class in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I think I think empowering people is the most important thing that we can do to provide them the tools for great health. I couldn't agree with you more. And it's like, and it's these small incremental changes that end up having a profound effect on your sense of well-being too. It's not a quick fix like our society would like us <laughs> to believe. It, it really is counter to all the messaging that we get. It's, it is truly slowing down and taking a breath and... Mm-hmm listening, tuning into our bodies. So, well, it's been wonderful talking to you and I'm, I look forward to having future conversations with you because I think there are a lot of other topics that we could discuss as well. I agree, Sarah, you're so inspiring and you let me do most of the talking and I want to learn more about how you support your clients. And uh, thank you again for creating a podcast that is 
very empowering. Thank you. For over 25 years, I was a teacher and one of my greatest joys in life is seeing people light up when they have an aha moment. It is pure magic. I've now combined teaching with my knowledge of health into live workshops. I teach throughout the country about gut health and how to transform your health. If you'd like to know when I'll be in your city, subscribe to my newsletter in the description of this podcast.